getting ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello, good evening. Welcome to another episode of uh, Guns and Heroes. My name is Fergus. I'm your host. Uh, I'm with my good side uh, sidekick Trev, and we got a we got we got somebody new in the house. We we we've, we've reached out to all our media and um, um, footballing fraternity and friends. We've got the one, the only Jamie O'Hara stepping in for. Um, <laughs> it's, <laughs> your fault, it's your fault, actually. It's your fault. <laughs> Stepping in for um, Dan, who's snowed at work, and Alex, who's just uh, cramming for his finals. So, um, Jamie, welcome. To, uh, sorry, Dell, welcome to the show. How are you, mate? Yeah, not bad, thanks, mate. Looking forward to a week ahead with no drinking and lots of early nights. So it's been a uh, well. Been that a busy was my week. intention. That was my intention. Uh, I saw I saw you on uh, yesterday uh, pre the game, and we when he had a couple of beers because I was like nursing my health and everything else. But Jesus, what a day I've had today! I've cracked open one of these. I, it's I've just my, my my plate for my dinner is just there. It's just been yeah. It's, I literally got in about half hour ago. Unreal, unreal. Well, it's good to have you on, mate. Uh, we're going to talk about the PSV game. Uh, we're also going to talk about the Brighton game. We're also going to talk about the Champions League draw, and uh, we're going to Portugal. Happy <laughs> birthday, Vino! So I'm really looking forward to that. Trev, you okay, mate? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. I just you people watching that at the moment, you don't know how lucky you are. I've just had to sit and watch Fergus eat his dinner. It was not a pleasant sight, let me tell you. Look at him. He's sucking the meat out of his tongue now. But it was hitting the screen when he was eating it. It was disgusting. I don't know. Yeah, That's why the camera there. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling all right. Thank you, Fergus. Had a good away trip last week. Couldn't go at the week. Couldn't go um, to the game yesterday. But so be it. Yeah, looking forward to this, mate. And uh, obviously, like, wonderful having uh, me me mate from the last trip, Jay. I mean, Dal on. It's going to be a good show, hopefully. Yeah. Before we start, um, a shout out to Sophie from the Highbury squad. Sophie, I know you've gone through a tough old time at the minute, probably not watching this now, but we just wanted to make sure that you know that we think we are thinking of you and uh, our hearts are with you. So just keep in there and you know who your mates are. Give us a ring anytime. Absolutely, um, Sophie. Absolutely, sweetheart. Um. PSV, much change signed uh, to the, the the squad we held uh, a draw to uh, in the final match. Um, sorry, a much change side for Arsenal. But we had, I think it was eight changes we made in that side um, uh, for PSV. Both, it was a bit of a, it was, it was billed as a, a dead rubber of a game. Um, both sides had qualified. Uh, PSV were guaranteed second place and Arsenal were qua- uh, guaranteed first place. Um, we'll talk about the lineups and the squad, but listen, you two were out there. Let's talk a bit more about, well, Dale, it was your first, um, European away trip. What was it like? Remember the wife is watching what goes on tour. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. No, it was fantastic. I mean, uh, Eindhoven itself is not really much going on there. Truth be told. Um, even when you Google things to do in Eindhoven, it comes back and says, computer says no. Um, so it was just about experiencing like the atmosphere and getting involved with the, the Arsenal fans, um, uh, Trevor and I were there the day before, um, so obviously had a couple of drinks then, and then the, the day of the game went to uh, there she is. Look, 
Um, and then the day of the game, we went to the ground. Uh, at a There's a nice bar at the ground, fantastic bar at the ground, in fact, um, where you can sit outside, uh, overlooking the pitch, a few, few beers. Uh, yeah, it was just all in all fantastic. And again, big thanks to those that made it happen. I didn't think I'd be able to experience that, so greatly appreciate it. Uh, Trev, did he behave himself? Yeah, I don't worry, Claire. I looked after him, sweetheart. I kept dragging him away from them ladies. It was hard, but I did it for you, my dear. I kept him on the straight and narrow. Now, it was a good trip. You know, it's always different when you've been to a place a year before. Um, you know, it's like same, same. But it was lovely having Dal with us. Um, he looked after the old fella, and for that, he knows I thank him. Um, and yeah, it was a good. Oh, God, I forgot my bloody missus is watching as well. You know what I mean? <laughs> Can't win here tonight. <laughs> no, it was a it was a good trip. I enjoyed having Dad along. It was lovely to have someone on their on their um, first European trip. We had a good time. The airport at Eindhoven, staying in the hotel at the airport is a great call. So I got Dad had an earlier flight with me, and I saw him. I could see the, the, the him boarding the plane from my window, and he weren't moving very quickly. Let me tell you. He wasn't moving very quickly at all. So, uh, yeah, all in I think, all... I, th I think that was the, uh, the the ruptured Achilles, probably from climbing those stairs. Is that right, Dale? Yeah, some of that. Some of like that. But so when we got to the airport, I'll never forget, Trev said, that's our hotel. And I said, where? And he said, just there. I said, that's the airport. He's like, no, that's the hotel. <laughs> I was like, you literally don't have to leave the terminal. And at the time, I thought, I remember thinking, we're miles away. It's can't, it can't be round here. But I'll tell you what, that next morning, when you can just roll out of bed, into the shower, into the terminal, makes a hell of a difference. Hell of a difference. It does. It does indeed. Here's a picture. This 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 end up on uh, football away days. Uh, they they lifted the photo off. I don't know Twitter or somewhere or somewhere or another with uh, Dan Trev Dale and who's the fourth guy in the picture? I was trying to figure it out. That's uh, a guy called Tony. Well, he's my mate now. Yeah, exactly. He's got a guy called Tony. He's one of the Peterborough Gooners. Um, so he travelled out there. Um, we we managed to sort of tick out as well. So. Um, he, he used to go all the time, but through work commitments and various different bits and bobs, he hasn't been able to go for a while. So it was nice to meet him at the airport, actually, of all places. We met him at the airport and he kind of stayed with us all the way through. So uh, if you're watching, Tony, pleasure, my friend. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll see you again soon. Yeah, he's a bloke, yeah. folks. Huge bloke, six foot seven. Tall Tony he is now to me. Tall Tony. We've got Vinnie Jones. We, we seem to know Vinnie a lot Jones. of He doesn't like Vinnie Jones, yeah. I was with Vinnie we, Jones. We, we, in, uh, What's his name? What's your name again? I can't remember now, but yeah, it wasn't. It was, it, yeah, it was all. <laughs> and you can see the away end just behind. You see the little bit of um, shiny perspex. That's the away end right up in that, uh, the gods. And the Arsenal did make some noise. They made before the game, the pyros. Um, you know, it, it was it was an early kickoff, but I, I know it was a, an early start for, for many travelling over and in the bars early. Um, they made some noise, didn't they, Trev? Yeah, the Arsenal fans did. The, the the PSV fans, Fergus, were a lot quieter than last year. They were very quiet. There was hardly anything come from them most of the evening, which was which I was surprised about. But I suppose dead rubbers are dead rubber. But yeah, the Arsenal fans were brilliant. Proud of them. Um, in the square before the game, there was lots of us there, and they were all well behaved. They were they were singing and they were loud, but they were well behaved. And in the great ground and after the game, they were the same, mate. Yeah, I was proud of them again, as we always are with the Arsenal. So just for clarification, you guys went straight into Eindhoven. You didn't go to Amsterdam then, no? Well, 
we 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 landed at the airport and stayed in an, in an hotel at the airport at Fergus. Okay, that that makes How a lot of sense because no, 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 no. It it makes a it makes a lot of sense because I've I've, I've seen there must have been some bug or virus or something because we spoke to Dan on the podcast um, last week and he was in Amsterdam. Um, actually, you know, I remember Trevor. You guys were in the airport bar when we done it. I just recalled, but um, Dan went out. and He must have caught some sort of flu or something like that because he looked like absolutely crap in the morning, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna kill me. He's gonna kill me. <laughs> in fairness, he was soon back on top form. In fairness, but yeah, we so made the first day in Eindhoven. There was um, weren't. I'm sorry, I think my screen lagged then. Current, Rev. Right, yeah, it was the first day in Eindhoven. It was fairly quiet. I think a lot of the Arsenal fans did go to um, Amsterdam first and they arrived the following day. Um, but it was still a good day. Uh, like in Eindhoven. On the, uh, oh, did, did they all look wow. like this, though, Dale? He is going to kill you there, mate. He's going to kill you there. <laughs> and Dan, I've got oh, to don't say, worry. I got, I got much, I've got much, much more. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, listen, he, he had a much-named side uh, with some academy players. Let's let's talk about the game itself. So, uh, three academy youngsters were on the bench. Uh, Souza, Walters and Nyanwari. Um, uh, none eventually got a game because of the way the game panned out. Now, talking about the game, I know it's a bit sketchy at times because where you are in the location and it's a long day and everything else, but... Trevor, I suppose to go to you, talk about the game, especially leading up to the goal, because Eddie was uh, who scored the first goal and fired us ahead on the 42nd minute, but it was quite a hard um, slog. PSV actually came out and gave us a game, didn't they? Yeah, they absolutely did. I was so pleased to see all those changes, but I was also pleased to see that we still had Saliba and Gabriel at the back in control, because as long as you've got them two together at the back, you're always going to, it's a steadying influence on the whole side, you know. So, yeah, people are forgetting PSV haven't been beaten at home, I don't think, all season in their league. And, 15, you know, 15 games and 10 points clear. Yeah, yeah, 10 points clear at the top. And our basically reserve side with our two first-team centre-backs went there and could easily have won the game. It, it, it was a pleasure to watch. I was very pleased with the performance, Fergus. It was nip and tuck, and then we scored, didn't we, just before half time? Um, Eddie, Eddie took his goal well, and yeah, it was, it was good. Yeah, I was very happy with the way we played, mate. Mm. Just for the better for the people listening on audio, the, uh, the, the lineup was Ramsdale, Cedric, Saliba, Gabriel, Kivior, uh, Jorginho was captain, El Nenny, Havertz, Trossard, Inketi, and Nelson. Um, Eddie, as you said, a 42nd minute um, put us ahead just before half time. Um, and, you know, we'd been un under significant pressure, as I said beforehand. But a player that stood out for me, Dale, um, was uh, Bakiako, is it? Um, uh, young lad. Did you watch him? I know there's a lot of uh, Premier League um, teams looking at him. Have you watched it since? No, in all honesty. And my memory of the game is fairly fuzzy, so I'm not going to pretend that <laughs> I don't do. But just touching on what you said a moment ago, if I can, going back to the Arsenal squad. I saw a lot of negativity um, on social media afterwards and before saying, why is he not starting the kids? Why is he not starting this? Um, it's, it's a dead rubber. And, and all they're, they're right. They're correct. But at the same time, you've got to play those fringe players like Elneny and Cedric, especially when we're looking to ship them out, right? What you don't want to do is you don't want to be sitting on the bench just dropping in value, dropping in value. If they go out there and have a good performance, one, it gives them some value. 
But two, you don't want to destroy the kids. If they go out there and lose heavily to PSV, um, their first European experience is going to be a, a significantly negative one. Um, and I, th I think it was the right call by Ateta. So I just wanted to kind of address that because I see, did see a lot of comments on social media about why we're not starting the likes of and Wary and a few others as well. There was the young right back. Um, there was a lot of talk of him starting, but it didn't happen. So, yeah, I mean, I think that was there. But going back to the game itself, I'll be honest, I couldn't say too much about it in all honesty. Um, yeah. P PSB has that effect on people. Um, I, I I don't recall. I, I recall more the day than anything else, especially oh. that bar, which is the coolest place ever. And then I just remember it just coming down to a crashing, crashing um, fall well, down the stairs. I think Dale's problem was the fact that he kept eating these chocolate brownies. He said, oh, I like these. They're making me feel good, right? <laughs> oh, sorry, I forgot you, Mrs. watching now. Oh, Jesus. I did hear you a bit of a chocoholic, actually, yeah. <laughs> don't listen to him, babe. <laughs> that was exactly right, mate. You know, we had so many fringe players in. I know we had them young lads on the bench, but to bring them on for the last five or ten minutes, I, I wouldn't have thought, no, that's fine. They're, they've been and they've experienced the atmosphere. They're not going to come on with. We had some great performances, you know. I mean, Ramsdale, Ramsdale was adored by the fans in PSV. When he came over at the end, he was absolutely adored, you know. And I was talking to his dad before the game, and his dad said that he's still in love with our great club, Aaron. Still in love with our great club, and, and long may continue, you know. Um, I thought Cedric played really well. Cedric had a, a really solid game. Um, a lot of Arsenal fans have been on his back lightly, saying he'll never be good enough, he's not good enough. Well, the fact of the matter is... He plays for the Arsenal, Cedric, and he played really well the other night, and he gets my backing. Kivior, Jorginho, they played all right. El Nenny, it was lovely to see El Nenny back playing for the Arsenal. The El Nenny song was going on the concourse, you know. It was wonderful. And then, of course, Nketiah and Havertz played, and then it was important that Nelson got some plenty of game time because if anyone drops out of that first team, it's Nelson that comes in, you know. So it was important that Nelson got some game time. So all in all, Ferg, Really happy with the the team and the performance, mate. I, you just reminded me. I, I'm, I'm, I was quickly trying to look for it. We have video footage of you hosting the um, our, 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 in the centre of the circle in the end any song in the square, and I know. But oh, you are. <laughs> I've got a video somewhere. Listen, I've got a couple of videos of you that would be really embarrassing, but we're good friends. I wouldn't do that. I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't show pictures of somebody like you know making a disgrace of themselves in any way. Would I? <laughs> Never. <laughs> Absolutely never, never, never. Look, this his... point is really, really important, and it's absolutely nailed it. BX Gunner absolutely nailed it. Ramsdale smiling the team photo was infectious. And I'm not going to go on about it because we've done it to death, the goalkeeper thing. But I'm sure that Ramsdale has that effect on the players and the fans. And uh, we... it was lovely to see him back in the side. We will talk, Raya. We will talk Ramsdale probably in the next game, in the Brighton game. But look, into the second half, it was 1-1. PSV earned a deserved uh, point with, uh, is it Vertisem? Uh, Vertisem? A PSV player got the equaliser on the 50th minute. And we made a triple substitution with White, Odegaard and Rice going off for Cedric Saliba. Uh, sorry, coming on for Cedric Saliba and El Elneny. El Nenny had pulled his hamstring, I think, um, or 
you know, the, the, the guy is nearing the end of his career, but I think he has a, a lot to add to the squad and a lot to add to uh, the dressing room as well, which is why he's been held around. I, I, I know of some people who've met him. I think he lives up Barnet sort of way and his uh, boy goes to football, just like normal kids football, like you bring your boy to um, Adele and he just turns up at this this place. He's got a tracksuit on. He's got his, he just hides underneath his tracksuit, stands there. Few people know him. And he says hello, and he's he, he's meant to be such such a nice man. So yeah, I'm really pleased for him to be involved in the team and involved with the squad. How long is he with our team by now? Do you know? It's got to be eight years, hasn't it? Oh, wouldn't have a clue, mate. Wouldn't have a clue. Get on go- get on a bit of Google there first, Dale. Um, a much be- better performance once we brought on those substitutions. Um, and I know Dale, you 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 mentioned as well about um. You know, people begging for the young blood to get in their Champions League debut and everything else. But when we were, it was important after losing uh, in our previous uh, game against Villa away, in a game that we should have probably took at least a point from, that we went back to winning ways and not not conceding and, and starting that sort of feeling of losing two games in a trot. It was important um, to have those uh, better players on. And and, and I, I suppose that's why Arteta didn't bring on the young players. Did you did you feel that was that was the right thing to do then bringing on the the more well rounded players? Dale, sorry, I think my internet just went there. Can you repeat the last bit again? Sorry. Just following on from where you said people were criticising Arteta and criticising why we didn't start the young players, and then when the substitutions were made at the sixty second minute, where people were expecting maybe them to come on at that point, we're a one one situation with PSV. We brought on White, Odegaard, and Rice. Even I was questioned why we're playing maybe uh, Odegaard, who had been injured recently, and Rice. I, I was a little bit nervous about it. We took off Cedric, Saliba and uh, El Nenny. But do you think it was right at that point with that game to make sure we didn't lose? Exactly that. I think it's exactly that. On the back of that Villa game, it's all about momentum, right? And regaining momentum and we'll go on to the Brighton game in a minute. And I think that showed. It wasn't necessarily about winning. It was about not losing. Um, I do think potentially it was an argument at a later date for some of these uh, um, younger lads to come on. Um, mm-hmm. so I don't know if you can hear me or not. Still, uh, you can hear oh, me we can hear you still, but your camera's just gone. Just carry on talking. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry, I've got a new laptop. Um, I, I do think it's important for these uh, these young lads to get a game. I do think people like Nwari, who have been near the first team fold already, potentially should have got, yeah, exactly like um, the comment just says there. I think there's potential argument for the last ten, five, ten minutes there at least. But no, I think I, I wouldn't question some of the substitutes. Um, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't at all. Um, I, I was a bit puzzled, though. Did did I see right? Did Rice slot in at the back? Yeah, he did. Yeah, played centre-half, yeah. He did, didn't he? Yeah. I, I was a little bit mm. confused about that at the time. I thought, is it because I've had a few too many shandies or did he really play at the back? But uh, yeah, I wasn't, I was a bit a bit confused about that one. Yeah, you see, it, the thing is, right, if it's one all in a game we don't want to lose and Leanne's exactly right what she says there, monetary stuff comes into it. But if if, if Arteta would have bought the, the three or four youngsters on for the last 10 minutes and we'd have ended up losing the game, it wouldn't have mattered in any way, shape or form, but the fans would have been on his back saying, well, why did he on, you know? So he was in a bit of a lose-lose. He did nothing wrong. We did all right. By the way, El Nenny joined Arsenal in 2016, Fergus, but he had a, a season on loan at Besiktas, didn't he? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, so both sides had good chances uh, later on in the second half. Sibari uh, hit the near post and Till had a shot across uh, the face of goal late on. But then we also had a, 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 a decent shot with Kivior uh, heading home, uh, beating the keeper. Um, uh, but it was ruled out offside for Gabriel. Now, I don't have any uh, video footage. I didn't have the time to prep for that or, or stills of it. But do you recall, Trev, the... the the offside decision that was given against Gabriel. No, I don't. Okay, to be honest on. With you, it's a bit, you know. You know what it's like when you're there, mate. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I don't. To be yeah. honest, I don't recall it at all. So um, just have to go with a flow. I, I think is is this? No, that's Gabriel' actual goal. So Gabriel eventually gets. Um, uh, eventually gets the goal. No, it's a late late chance for Trossard. What are you talking about, man? Uh, you, we you drew carry one all and Ketia scored. Gabriel yeah, so that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Mate, it's been a long day. Um, that is the, the chance that we're talking about where Gabriel was uh, deemed offside. Uh, it's not the best photograph, but um, yeah, I just don't understand it. Look, listen, uh, ESR uh, on for Havertz. He got a few minutes and you talked about an annuary, um, uh, Dale. I think... I'd rather have ESR getting the minutes than uh, an academy player at this moment in time because I really want ESR to try and make it this season if he can crack it. Because if not, I think he will have to sadly move on. I think it's important to to, to mention there as well is that um, Arteta recently praised Smith Rowe about his professionalism, how he's come through to hard times and he's coming out a stronger person on the back of it. So I do see him being involved more in the first team squad. And you saw the reception he got, um, especially on Saturday when he came on. Um, it was electric, uh, crowd chanting and cheering his name. It was brilliant to see. And I was really sad to uh, to think that he was potentially going out the door. But um, he seems to be kind of getting his way back in the first team fold. So I think it's important that he does get those minutes in. Mm. Listen, uh, we, we stopped at the rot of our recent poor history. Um, we'd never... Uh, we've... Uh, failed to win in our past four European trips to Dutch sides since uh, our victory in Ajax in 2025 against uh, it, it was the last time we won in Holland. So it was good uh, not... Come on, man. Come on, 2005. Oh, I'll just leave now, shall I? <laughs> 2005. 2005. So listen... Um, a question, Alex, but in the group uh, before uh, we knew who uh, that he was going to be tied up and stuff like that. Um, how did you rate our group performance overall? Like we finished top the group, we lost in Lons and we drew in in uh, in Holland. Dale, how did you rate our overall performance? Our home form was outstanding. Dale. Sorry, yeah, I'm, I'm having some serious computer issues here, guys. I might have to drop back off and That's join okay. my, my laptop right. at the moment. Yeah, but, I um, can answer that. Though. I can answer that. Don't worry about. You it. You want to try that, Dale? While you do it, while he answers it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, okay. I thought that overall our group performance for a club that's not played in the Champions League, and a lot of players that haven't played in the Champions League was superb. Fergus, to be honest, I re I really did think it was superb. The defeating Lons, I, I put down to experience and uh, of of a big vociferous crowd because the Lons crowd were amazing. Um, I think that just caught us on the op. We weren't ready for it. Um, the, the, the performance in Seville, apart from the last five minutes when we came under extreme pressure, which you're going to do in Seville, was, was absolutely fantastic. And I thought that for a dead rubber in Eindhoven, 
not only did we play well and secure a point that we didn't really need, we did everything else right that we've just discussed. We played the right players. I'd forgotten about Smith Rowe, actually. It was lovely to see Smith Rowe get time out in Eindhoven. And also, yesterday, it was nice to see Smith Rowe mm. get a bit of time. Yeah. So, overall, couldn't have wished for better in the group, Fergus. Very happy. Ready for the next round. Lots more experience behind us. Yeah, I'm I'm ready to go again. And, uh, I'm, I'm, I, I, you know, a few people have said it, and I absolutely agree. On our day, on our day in the Champions League, we fear no one. We fear absolutely no one. And I say that not just about the Champions League, but it may come back and haunt me, but after the game yesterday, I watched Liverpool-Manchester United. And I put it on Twitter and I put, I, I have absolutely no fear of going to Liverpool next weekend. Firstly, because our players are better when they play well. And certainly our fans are better when they're loud. So I'm so happy with the way our team's going. The squad, we're on our way. We are on the way up still. And we're, we're winning these games and still not firing on all cylinders, I don't think. So Fergus, what more can they do for us, us fans? It's brilliant. Now, what did you make of our group performance? And I know I said to you before, like, you know, we we lost away at, uh, at um, Lenz and we drew in Eindhoven. But added on top of that, do you think we're a little bit fortuitous with the group that we got? Uh, maybe, but you can only beat what's put in front of you, right? And at the start of the competition, if you'd have said we'd have finished top of the group, we would have took it. What happens in between is kind of irrelevant to an extent. Um, we had some fantastic performances. You look at the PSV home fixture, for example, the 4-0. That was one of the best European performances we've seen for years. And let's not forget, that is a very, very good PSV side, as we touched on earlier on. Um, so, yeah, I mean, all in all, I mean, I, I was very happy. Could we have got a, a, a tougher group? Yeah, of course we can. But that's what the whole seeding's all about. So you, you earn the right to get into that position, right? It, was, it wasn't by luck. We earned the right to be in the seeding pot we were in. Mm. Um. Then we got the draw. Um, well, I was gonna go yeah, go on. Mate, I, I, I've, I've got a date in my diary, right? I'm not sure. What are you doing on February the 21st, mate? Um, I, let's have a look. Let's have a look. Check on here. Um, oh, uh, yeah, I think I might be busy. Um, I might be drinking lots of beer in Portugal. Oh, I'll tell you what. Can I cancel my... What, 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 what are you doing? I'm cancelling my plans and coming to Portugal, mate. Well, <laughs> can I fancy it? Yeah, can I come? Yeah, you're in. Yeah, if, only if Claire will allow you. <laughs> yeah, Claire, can you come? I promise you I'll look after him again. I'll drag drag him away from them ladies again. I to headlock him now. Come with me. Let's, oh, let's, 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 let's not cross any lines here because Donna knows it was me who was looking after you, Trev. <laughs> in different ways, we will get <laughs> Listen, what we're what we're on about that. So uh, May twenty first, um, uh, sorry, February twenty first, May twenty first, February twenty first. Uh, we um, we uh, are away to Porto in Porto. Uh, then there's Napoli, Barcelona, PSG versus Real Sociedad, Inter, uh, Inter Milan versus uh, Atletico Madrid, Eindhoven versus Dortmund, Lazio, Bayern Munich, Copenhagen, Man City. Ouch. Leipzig, Real Madrid. Even more ouch. Um, do you think what do you think of that draw, Trev? I 
Mate, do you know what? We were first out of the... This is how much I was concerned about other teams. We were the first team out of the hat today. First team drawn. I turned it off. I didn't care. Didn't want to know about other teams, mate. Wow. But you put that list up then, and it just confirms what I've been thinking to myself, you know. There's no one I fear there. That I, I would have feared Manchester City maybe up until a few months ago, but they're not the same side they were. Bayern Munich, you keep Kane, Kane quiet and you beat them like that. They got beaten 4-0, 4-4-1, 5-1 last week. There's nothing there, mate. No, there's nothing there that we cannot beat. PSG have been trying to buy the, the, the Champions League for years. They've always failed. I'm fine. I'm absolutely fine with, with our draw and I'm absolutely fine with that competition. Dale, uh, are you are you as confident and happy with the uh, the, the, the the draw? 100%. As I, I've seen, I've said it to both you guys in the last week, you look at that competition and who can we not beat over two legs? Everybody. There's not a single team I, I, in that competition I do not think over two legs we can beat, which leads it to the final. And if we get to the final, well, I'll be absolutely buzzing. doesn't matter who we get. But when you look at the uh, the, the, the group stage, the, 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 the last 16 draw there, it does throw up some some rather tasty quarterfinal draws potentially as well. So um, I'm just I'm just loving the experience and loving being on this journey with you guys as well. So thank you very much. But uh, no, why not? Why not? As Lyle says, with the Arsenal, we fear no one, right? Yeah, exactly. that is true. Sorry, I, I just picked up on James's comment on there, so I'm just um, uh, just sending them some details. So Ruth, so he's going to be talking to everybody, and he's on his phone now. Aren't I'm good tonight, Ferg. I am. <laughs> I'm multitasking. Um, last, so, time we, last time we played in Portugal, right? We played in Lisbon and uh, Lyle there, get the table in Porto. But when we, we, we had a table outside in Lisbon and Lyle and myself and one of my, my older friends, Dave, and a few of the lads, and we had the most amazing afternoon drinking. By God, we got drunk. But what an afternoon we had drinking. In, in it's, Portugal's amazing. Fantastic. Hang on a minute, you've got a fan here. Dow, look. <laughs> oh, James, don't you start. <laughs> I've had it all week. So we're not we're not going to have um, huge warm temperatures, about 15 degrees, and it could be rainy. So it's it's probably going to be similar-ish to English weather, I would have thought, in northern Portugal. But listen, as long as our insides are cold, our outsides and our and wet, our outsides can be wet and cold. It doesn't matter, does it? So um <laughs> I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's around my birthday. So um I was considering doing uh, Burnley away for my birthday Bino. Uh but I think I'd go a bit further south this time rather than uh, Burnley and uh, head off to um head off to, to to beautiful Porto. Arsenal Brighton Arsenal were unbeaten for the last 12 home games in all competitions since losing to Brighton in May. Um and we won 10 and uh, drew 10. Brighton had won each of the uh, past uh, three visits to the Emirates, including a 3-1 victory in the EFL Cup last season. Um, they'd scored in each of the la uh, past 32 flights, uh, 32 top flight games, uh, which was the longest streak in their league history. All of that changed uh, on that game. They didn't score against us. They didn't beat us. And we beat them. We kept a clean sheet. Let's talk about the game. The lineups unchanged um, starting lineup for the first time uh, this season in the Premier League. Uh, Dell talked to me about the lineup. We had Raya, White, Saliba, Gabriel, Zinchenko, Rice, Havertz, Odegaard, Saka, Martelli, and Jesus. I think it's exactly what you'd have probably predicted at the start of the game. I don't think there's any surprises whatsoever in there. Um, there's always going to be the debate at the moment over Ramsdale and Raya, and I'm 
probably borders to border tears to talk about as what you guys are and every game the issue you've got now is one pass out of place and or one something going wrong and people are going to say why is Raya in over Ramsdale the reality is though as far as the selection goes that's exactly what was expected I think of that game there um we just had to turn up let's let's not uh hide behind the fact our recent record against Brighton has been poor um it's been very very poor in fact I think uh we've won one out of the last five or six um including a couple six, of losses yeah. on the bounce yeah so it was important. It was an important game to get the selection right um, for the players to understand how important it was as well uh, and go from there. So, yeah, I'm nothing surprised about the lineup at all. Yeah, Martinelli had featured again after being off ill with an illness that went around the camp. There was rumours that Rice probably wouldn't uh, have made the game as well. There was a few rumours flying around about a few players because of this illness that had gone through the camp. Um, Lewis Skelly, um, he got called up for his first Premier League call-up, uh, Trevor. Uh, nice to see another academy player being brought through uh, by Arteta. Um, and obviously, Jorginho was out because he had a foot problem. Yeah, what did you make? Go on, go on. No, I was, I, was, I was going to say, what did you make of the first the lineup in the first half performance? Because we did bang and bang on the door, but got nowhere, did we? He keeps sitting these young boys on the bench, didn't he? Which is going to do them no harm at all, no harm whatsoever. The fact they're not just sitting on the bench as well, they run up the sideline and fill the atmosphere and do a bit of a warm up, and it, they're just they're involved, they're not heavily involved, but they're there, and it's part of their. It's part of their education into the first team, isn't it? So I love to see them on the bench, some of the young lads. I think that it was a fine, fine performance from the Arsenal Football Club. Apart from putting the ball in the net, we did everything right. We, we Until they had that chance at the end where they nearly made it one all, we were just all over them and, and it was a great game. It was exciting to watch. And it was a pleasure to watch. We flowed really well. Um, the goal was too long in coming. But I, I thought that Odegaard normally would have buried a chance or two. He had a couple of goes. And uh, apart from that, mate, there's there's nothing bad that I saw about the game. Nothing no, bad I got, about the game at all. No, I have to agree. I, I, I the, the, the really lucky uh, opportunity to bring my grandson to the, get, to the game. My grandson turns uh, 15 in January. So he's of that age. You talk about um, players... Um, experiencing the, the the atmosphere in the crowd, um, like these young academy players and everything else. But young Joseph, this is me and him outside the Woodbine, or just near the Woodbine. Um, uh, he just he was there. He was able to say, "Oh, Grandad, you can understand the pace, the physicality of the players, like the impact when the players uh, tackling into somebody else." And he plays as a goalkeeper uh, in in football, and he was just astounded even though he's been a few times before he said getting that age where you can realize it he was uh, astounded by just how quick the reactions of the keepers have to be and he watched Raya for uh, most of the first half because all the action was down the other end um i saw a comment flash up there about the referee dale um what did you make of the referee's performance so nobby said there uh, arteta gets booked um there were several several very very heavy tackles uh, particularly on Saka, uh, and the yellow card uh, was a Mitoma got was purely, I think, from my opinion, due to crowd pressure, yeah, and then 100%. subsequently Arteta gets yellow carded uh, for waving the, the the imaginary yellow card onto, onto the ref. No, he wasn't waving the yellow card. He was waving at Martinelli. I don't know if you saw his interview. He was waving at Martinelli. He wasn't waving at the referee. So, but. Uh... Yeah, uh, yeah, I think Nobby hit the nail on the head. The referee, I mean, it's easy to say the referee was poor when you lose, right, or when you drop points. But when you win so convincingly, I think it's also to highlight. It's also important to highlight if a ref has a good or a bad game. 
Um, and the reality is the ref was extremely poor. There was three or four challenges in the first 20 minutes that could have warranted yellow cards straight away. As you say, Saka mm. got nailed. And the guys said, I'll sit around the, in the North Bank, I was saying to him, I said, it's only a matter of time. If, if people don't clamp down on these challenges on, on the likes of Saka, he's going to get a serious injury. Now, I really pray to God that doesn't happen. But the ref, when, when they get no protection from the referees and letting these challenges ride, it's a dis, it, disgracia. Um, make it that way you will. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I think Nobby hit the nail on the head. I think it was absolutely terrible from the referee. I thought it was, I thought it was poor, very, very poor. It was almost like he was out of his depth in that game. Embarrassing. Look, Arsenal under 21 doing action now against Sunderland. Uh, that's why I keep going like that, mate. I've got it on in the telly in the background. Just watching it now. <laughs> Arsenal under 21 to draw. Oh, Sunderland have just scored. They're beating Arsenal under 21s 1 0. They've just scored. I might turn it off again now. All right. Okay. Um, so 53 minutes in, uh, Saka put in a, a beautiful um, corner, a set piece. Uh, and on the back post, Who's on? Who's there on the uh, Gabriel Jesus? What a sweet, sweet, sweet header that was, uh, Trev. Yeah, he was in the right place, right time. He just skimmed off the top of the Brighton defender's head, didn't it? And he put it away nicely, very nicely indeed. So pleased to see him score because we've all said that um, that um, you know he needs to score more goals. So every goal he scores from me is a bonus and. Uh, it was a play, it was great to see well, it was it was great to see anyone score to be honest because we should have been winning we were so good and you know so in it went and and then we seemed I don't know what what happened then we just seemed uh, for short periods to drop off a little bit and Brighton got the odd chance didn't they which they hadn't done up to that point but thankfully we were okay and don't forget that Brighton side are a very very good team we've beaten right yeah there are they are an exceptionally Good team who on their day are capable of beating anybody in our league, mate. Oh, by the way, hi, Louie. How you doing, mate? I've seen your comment. I'll get your dad to buy you nice presents, mate, next time we go away Just to again. put some context on that comment as well. So Trevor's biggest fan is my youngest, Louie. When we was at the airport hotel at Stansted, Louie said, can I speak to Trevor? So we FaceTimed Louie, got him out of bed just so he could say hello to Trevor. <laughs> Can I clarify? Is that Louis who ended up getting a similar top to yours and about half a dozen bottles of Prime oh, because of Trev? Yeah. Every time I bring him, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Of course he likes Trev. Of course he likes Trev. Your wallet doesn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Listen, um, the first shot tar uh, on target by uh, Brighton was until the sixty-first minute. It did, it did really come um, to just sit sit back on the ball, and uh, you could see them sitting back, Dell, right through till probably. You know, that's 60 minutes. But even then, they the, the sat back further. It was the last 15 minutes that really tried to make some impact. Yeah, I don't think it was them sitting back. I think it was us with a, with a high press. We pressed extremely well in that game, literally from the first minute. Do you, not, I, I do, do you not think that they allowed us to press a little bit more? I don't think they had a choice. I don't think they had a choice. I, I think literally, for the, that, for the majority of that first half especially, every time they had the ball... There was someone within five, six, seven yards, and they were right on their heels every single time. So, um, when you look at... sorry, Dale, oh. carry on, mate. You're right, though. Carry on. I was going to say, when you look at that Brighton team, they're not used to being bullied like that, if you will. They're, they're used to being to be allowed to play football, and we didn't allow them to. And I think it was only around the 60th minute, as you say, we kind of sat back then and thought, actually, this game might be 
one here already. And I think they, I wouldn't say we, we slacked off, but we didn't press as much. And that's when they were allowed to come at us. And I think that was the key difference. And the, the difference wasn't with them. The difference was with, with an our game. We pressed them high, high at the pitch, early, early doors. And we kind of slowed that down as the game uh, commenced. And that's when I think they were allowed to get forward a bit. But even still, I didn't feel at any point that we were in danger of losing the game. I really didn't. Um, I just noticed this, uh, we, we, we've got a few people watching, probably about 50% of the people watching are, are on YouTube. Um, if you are watching us on Facebook or you're watching us on um, Twitter, because there's quite a few watching on Treb's Twitter, we'd really love if you went over to our YouTube channel and click the like and subscribe button. We're nearly at 1,000 subscribers. As I've said before, we do this for the fun and because we enjoy ourselves, and we enjoy each other's company and we enjoy your company in the chat. But it just helps us, makes us feel a little bit better if you... Uh, Go over and, and subscribe. Um, Eighty-seven minutes, uh, I think it was before um, uh, they, they they hit the side netting. And I must admit, from my end where we are, um, I thought they scored on on that just before um, just before the final whistle. And I thought, oh Christ, that you know, it was. I think no, it was it was about 80, 85 minutes, wasn't it? Uh, Trev, what, did you feel uh, that they had scored at that point? I thought when it, I thought it was a poor miss. It was a very mm. poor miss. He should have put the ball in the back of the net. Be, breathed a massive sigh of relief. I breathed an absolutely massive sigh of relief. And it did seem to just pick us up again. And we went down the other end of the score, didn't we? But yeah, they, they were right. They were, he should have done much better, that lad. It was a clear chance. But just going back to what Dow said, Ferg, it's interesting because I made a comparison with um, the way Brighton performed. Um, against us yesterday with um, the way Wenger tried to play at the end of his career with the Arsenal. I think that that someone in the Arsenal had done some homework on what Brighton wanted to do, play out from defence, and probably realised that they didn't have a plan B and decided to press high and fast. It wasn't just a high press, it was a fast press. And um, that used to happen to Wenger. We tried to play it from the back under the end of Wenger's reign and we couldn't do it. Teams worked out that we didn't have the skill in our defence to do it if they pressed us quickly. Um, and that's that's what Arsenal did to Brighton. Undoubtedly, someone had done their homework. I was so surprised that Brighton didn't go to the long ball for the last 20 minutes of the game and, and just take a bit of pressure off if they could. But they didn't and it played into our hands again with our, with our second goal, didn't it, mate? One of the things I did yeah. notice in that game as well, and they did uh, when they did try and play that long every time, there was one man every single time mopping up, not a single thing got past him, and he was absolutely world class. And for years, I know we keep talking about him for years, my, my West Ham uh, friends were saying how good he is, right? I didn't realise just how good he is, but Declan Rice, his performance on... Uh... He does exactly. that now, he's rude. <laughs> but honestly, the, the the more you're watching, the more you think, what a bargain. £100 million at the time, it was could have been it could have gone any way, but my God, he's worth 150 million. Let alone 100 million. You know, you know what? There's a song about um, uh, Havertz, which is 65, uh, 60 million down the down the drain. Kai Havertz scored again. Nobody, 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 but a few West Ham fans uh, complain about the money or talk about the money played for Declan Rice. I would pay, and well, it's not my money, but I'd pay another hundred million for the guy because um, he is not anywhere near his best. Trev, is he? Oh. He's Listen, Declan Rice is 
head and shoulders above anything we've had or anything in our league currently, I think. He really is a very, very special young player. It, um, not a penny was wasted in buying him, and that clearly shows. And with our, with our record in the last few years of spending lots of money and not getting much of a return for it, 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 not only does it show that we've got a player that's worth the money, it shows that we're working right behind the scenes, yeah? People mm-hmm. are working right behind the scenes and they're finding the players we want. Declan Rice, he will turn out to be spoken of in the same breath as, you know, Patrick Vieira. He really, oh. really will. He, he, I've no doubt about it. It's the start of something big. We want to win a couple of trophies in the next two or three years, hopefully. And then we'll start talking about this current crop of players on a completely different level. And and that's where they're heading. They're that good. You know, Rice is amazing. You know, I keep on about Saka. Saka is the best young player in, 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 in our league, in the world, possibly, in his position. You know, you look all around the squad at the Arsenal. Lyle, I just put his comment up there. And I've said it before, Fergus, you know I have. Great team start with a great centre-back partnership, right? We've now got that. Really, really great teams have a defensive midfielder in front of them that can take the pressure off that centre-back partnership when needed. We've really, we've got that now, you know. We are so on our way, mate, yeah. It, Rice is just amazing. Yeah, I was going to say, because um, you read my mind about the Rice thing, um, he didn't quite single-handedly win the Europa League conference for uh, West Ham, but he wasn't far off. I think he's by far the best player that they had in, in their squad. Look, 87 minutes in, um, Eddie puts a ball into Kai Havertz and 60 million down the drain, Kai Havertz scores again. 60 million down the drain, Kai Havertz scores again. Have you seen the what interview, Ferg? I haven't, mate, no. Do you know what, mate? It gave, he said that the first couple of months had been hard for him. I don't know why he said that because because we could tell as fans he, he was just getting his confidence. But then he spoke and he seemed a completely different person, Ferg. He, he looked to me like a weight had been lifted off his shoulders, Havertz, you know. And that maybe now, I want to hopefully now, it, we're going to see the best of him and he's going to score regularly, you know, hopefully. He, he, he had only one goal in 19 outings for the Arsenal. Um uh, leading up to uh, once he got that goal away at Brentford, he subsequently has had four goals in the last seven matches. So that's you know you look at some of our our strike partnerships, Eddie and Jesus and Saka, they're all on that, that sort of numbers for their their appearances. I don't have the exact figures, but they're all on about a, a goal per game. You're just look, Trevor's sitting there, a little rice smile on his face. God, he's going to fuck me over big time right now. <laughs> I know he is. <laughs> Because I've just said something off the cuff. I can see his little twitch go on the side of his mouth. That's, that's my oldest son, Oliver. Oliver, it's... Uh, it's Hello, Oliver. It's Little Irishman, not Ferguson. Little Irishman. Fergus, it's Fergus as well. I'm, I'm, I'm not Scottish <laughs> and ginger-faced and red-faced. And, well, I'm a bit red-faced, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hello, Oliver. Hello, Louis. Hello, Claire. My commiseration to you. I know Dale. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, Havertz coming good, uh, Dale. Um, as I said, like you know, four goals in the last seven matches and only one in 19. Um, the naysayers uh, they've gone very quiet. Twitter's very quiet again, isn't it? I've, I said to you before, I'll be one of them to hold my hands up and say the first well, I was one of the first to 
say I got it wrong. Uh, for the first couple of months, I was like, what have we got here? I still don't see where this is coming from, but it just goes to show, what do I know compared to the likes of Super Mick Arteta? Um, there was a comment I mentioned to you guys just before we went live tonight about um, the interview, if anyone saw it, with uh, Jesus and Kai Havertz. And the, the way they were talking about Havertz and the impact he's had, Jesus had a big smile on his face and said, um, when asked about Kai Havertz, he said, uh, this man won the Champions League against me. Now I want to win the Champions League with him. And for me, oh, wow. this, yeah, the smile on both of their faces, if you haven't seen it, Google it, it's fantastic. The smile on both of their faces just goes to show the, the impact. Uh, there was a bit, let's go. Let's not pretend that uh, beforehand there was a bit of a sympathy thing going on, right? When he scored, they, they they let him take that penalty. They're all patting him on the head, and they're all kind of in the crowd were getting behind him. There's a little bit of sympathy involved there, right? But let's let's be honest. He's he's proved us all wrong. Um, the majority of us wrong, and he's come out there and, and he's quickly becoming one of our most important yeah. players over the last month in particular. Well, I was going to say in the last month or six weeks, people are starting to notice what we've been saying. Like, listen, I I, I wasn't 100% convinced myself, but I, I was trusting the process, as they say. And I was uh, of the opinion that I'd seen him play for Germany. I'd seen him play in Germany. Um, and I thought, like, you know, the time he came to Chelsea was he was 21. He's just at lockdown. He's got no family. He's got It was just for his head. It must have been like a total mashed up place. Like, it, it must have been awful for him to experience and then he's had four managers i think and mm. the whole setup at chelsea is just a complete car crash and he was part of that arteta's taken him taken him under his wing expensive gamble but listen it looks like it could pay off and if it does but people are noticing what i was going to get to is his work rate how much he's doing off the ball like what we said about jesus only a few weeks ago what they're doing and, and they're working as a, a collective and as a team they're, they're dropping back and he's he he's doing a lot with his back to goal, Trevor. Oh yeah, well sorry, I was watching the football. Sorry, you watching the football? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's doing everything right now, Fergus. You know, he was doing everything right before. He's, you could see that his effort was there, but his confidence was low. And someone said in the in the comments just now, he'd been at Chelsea, and they were awful last season. You know, so his confidence was going to be low. You know. But he's come now and he's gradually got out of it, mate. He's, he's fine. We said his confidence was missing. I just said I think his confidence is coming back. If it continues to return like it is, we've got a special player on our hand. Just like we've got special players all over the pitch at the moment. How lucky are we? How lucky are we? Well, we got this togetherness, as um, Leanne just said there. And and, and Nobby says he seems happy, which is, which is, you know, I think it's a huge thing. Like, just think about when you go to work yourself. You go to work and it's shit, and you don't get on with everybody. You know, it just makes it just makes work unpleasant. We all have to go there and earn a living. Okay, they're earning mega bucks and different to us. Um, look, a 13, um, 13 matches across all competitions unbeaten, winning eleven, drawing two, the longest run under Mikel Arteta, and the longest run since December twenty eighteen, uh, which was also thirteen games. Um, December twenty eighteen, that would still have been Wenger. So. You know, it's, the, it's the longest run. Was it? Wouldn't it be? No, Benga no. left in May. May. No. So that Emery would be our uh, Emery. Emery. Emery went uh, twenty odd games unbeaten, didn't he? Was it? Yeah. It, it, I, I, yeah. Oh, in the oh, Premier League. I'm Go so on. pleased. To, I'm so pleased to see Emery doing well. You know, I, I'm. I'm not keen on Villa myself, but to see Emery doing well, 
after what he went through at our place, I'm over the moon for the man. I hope he finishes second in the league this year. I genuinely do. Uh, to, to be honest, I, you know, I think we touched on it before. We definitely privately when we've been chatting in the pub or whatever. Um, Emery, it was a poison chalice. Uh, anybody taking over, a bit like uh, Moyes taking over at, at, um, at United after such a long-serving manager and a guy that was, um, you know, part of the establishment and was the establishment in Wenger and Fergie. Any manager coming in after them, you know, was not necessarily on a hiding to nothing, but you know, they had one hand tied behind the back straight away. That Emery, then the language side of things, but you know, he had a he had a good a good track record, especially in in European football and the Europa League, maybe. Maybe Arsenal was just that one step too far for him in 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 um, levels of teams. Oh. But Villa, it, no, no, oh, hang on. But Villa, oh, Villa yeah. are a similar oh, a similar yeah. team. So, uh, Villa are a similar sort of team to say Sevilla or something like that, aren't they? Where, where he won so many trophies with Trev. Do you not agree? No, I think that I think that we weren't a team too far for him. I honestly think. That if Unai Emery had had the support and the backing that Mikel Arteta has had, we'd probably be where we are now. I honestly do. I, okay. I feel so sorry for the man. He got sick because he couldn't speak English, but then again, he could speak English, but with a heavy Spanish accent, you know. Um, he, he inherited a team that didn't want to play football, you know, and, and, and we all know what happened in the Europa League final. We went all the way to Baku. And it wasn't Emery that's down in the second half of that game. It wasn't Emery that switched off at half time, was it? You know, so no. yeah, I'm not going to dwell on him because what has been has been. But yeah, I, he has all every. I have every sympathy with him. There, one one final comment on on this game. Well, not necessarily just on this game, but it was an observation that um, Trevor made when he sent me a couple of bits through on um, on the game and after watching the, the couple of games. Um, and Alex said it to me as well that. Uh, uh, and a couple of others down the right with White and uh, Oldegaard uh, uh, and Saka, we look quite we look quite strong. But on the left hand side, where you got Zinchenko, maybe Havertz, Trossard, Rice, whoever in that sort of middle role, and Martinelli up top, we don't seem to be as strong. How how can you see, or who could you see coming in? Or how do we change the formation to try and? strengthen that left side because that also is a threat to us because Zinni goes in and leaves us exposed a little as well. Yeah, I think the solution to that is you don't change the formation because it's working. I think what you do is you, you add personnel. And for me, the solution is what's been staring us in the face for this time. Um, I think if you bring a, again, we'll throw names out there for this example, let's say Ivan Tony, you bring an Ivan Tony into, into the fold. You've then got Jesus who can play either side of that, uh, either on the left or the right. Um, he's been fantastic when he has played there and he can play through the middle. So I don't think you change the formation. I think you put more competition there. And Jesus is going to want to prove himself if we do get a striker in um, to, to, to carry on playing as he can play. I think the the, the the Zinchenko situation sorts itself out with Timber potentially. Now it's early doors to say, right, but we saw just how good he was against Man City in the Community Shield. Um, I think it's kind of hard to judge that without having that fault. Because we've not had, if you'd say he was part of our first eleven, have we had our first eleven start all season? No, is the answer because he's missing. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's too hard to judge on if we change this the formation without having seen the impact he has in the league when he comes back. That being said, I've never known a player come back from an ACO after five months. And there's talk about him that they're targeting the Palace game um on the 20th of January for his return. That would be unheard of 
absolutely unheard of. An ACL is normally talking eight to 10 months. So if he is that far ahead of schedule, I'm hoping he's got a, a high tolerance to kind of recovering from injuries and things like like he has been. So, that, but to, to cut a long story short, I don't think you change the, the the formation. I think it works. I think you you add to the personnel. You don't you don't change the formation. Trev, does that answer your questions? Do you think anything different? No, I think Dale's hitting the nail on the head. It's um, why we play Zinchenko at left back invert, and he keeps inverting like that. We are going to be slightly less efficient down that side because we've got one less player playing out there, you know. Um, and and also the the during Timber point is a is a, is a very valid and important point. When Timber does return, that changes our options massively at the back, you know. And if Zinchenko still plays, then we've got the options to change things and look stronger down the left. So yeah, it is it, it is about who you got playing where and personnel. I'm not unhappy with how it's going. But we do look a lot stronger down the right because we've got players that play out on the right. You know, when Zinchenko comes inside, we're a player short on the left. It's, it's that simple. And so we're not going to make as much ground for Here's a question hmm. for you. Um, there's a lot of talk about, um, I've just seen a comment in the chat now, as well about Zinchenko defensively. And has, has he been suspect at times? Yeah, we can't say he's not. But what's your thoughts on if, let's suppose, Timber comes in, is our first choice, uh, kind of inverted fullback, if you will. Um, Zinchenko on the left. As a midfielder, yeah. Well, he, a central midfielder is his is his preferred role. I, I mean, think, I mean on, on the left side, that front three. It's a bit radical, isn't it? But yeah, why not? Well, he's always I, up there anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it's... yeah. I, I don't think we need that. I don't think we need that. I, agree. Um, I don't think we need it. Yeah. I Zinchenko plays a very risky game, very risky game because if a goal is scored down our right and Zinchenko's still stuck up the field, he's going to get massive amount of stick, can he? Because at the end of the day, his position is left left side of defence. You know, he plays a risky game. I would think if you if thinking off the top of my head, I would say that probably 80, 90 percent of the time it pays off. He 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 moves up in the midfield. And he improves our game as a whole. When players, when teams start attacking down our right and putting a lot of pressure on, on, on our left-hand side, then he sometimes looks a bit way out. And, and that is when you need an option on the bench to say, hang on, we need to change this. You know, they've worked us out here. And I'm pretty sure that, that Arteta knows more about it than I ever will. But mm. Nob is right. You see, he plays midfield for his country. Well, he does. His country probably don't have the options we have, Nobby, you know, in fairness. When you look at the the, uh, the versatility of the likes of uh, Timber when he comes back as well, you've got Timber who can play, if I'm correct, anywhere across the back. You've also got Tommy Asu who can play, play left or right back, who's been, who's been incredibly important for us. We've got people who can play multiple positions, which is a massive help for us. It really is. We see Tommy's our option, and he's, he, he, he's so unreliable with injuries, but Tommy's another option at the back, isn't he? You know, you whip Zinchenko off and you whip Tommy on and it changes our defence, you know, unbelievably. Although they are all picking up on it. The last game I saw Tommy pay at right back. He spent a lot of his time drifting into the midfield, you know. So, it's just, it's, in, it, it, it's Arteta's way, isn't it, you know. And it's it's winning us games and it's getting us into the last 16 of Champions Leagues and, getting us to be top of the football, you know, the, the, the Premier League. So, it's on with Arteta. 
I've got one or two things that do me head in about him, but he's our manager, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually in, in the exact same position. You know, there's a couple of issues that I'm, I'm not overly happy with, but, you know, I, in, I trust the process. I trust the manager. I trust the players. And listen, I just want to be able to join this table. That was Lisbon. Um, and I want to join the same same table in Porto. Um, just quickly flicking back to uh, this. Look at this. Uh, so, give that. say we, we go ahead against... Um, Porto and, and we qualify. Oh, no. Who do you see? Okay, who do you see? Let's look at the other ones. Ignore ignore our one. Let's look at Napoli Barcelona. Who do you see qualifying for Adele? Oh, I think either or there. I think either or. Um, I, don't, I don't think that's an easy call to make at the minute. I think any one of them could go through. Yeah, Trev. Well, this is a great question now. Don't don't talk about us going through, mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's I didn't want to talk about us. I don't want to jinx any of that. I want to talk about who who, who are we picking? Are we picking. You got to pick one. Napoli or Barcelona? Dale, no, pick one. Uh, I'm I'd go Napoli. Okay. I've just it's yeah. just dawned on me. I've agreed to spend hours with a car in you again. We're in a car with you again, and I oh my lord. <laughs> For me, that one. I want to see Barca win that because I want to see us play Barca. Okay, and then we're looking at PSG Real Sociedad. PSG. Um, uh, uh, Trev? Uh, Real Sociedad. Yeah, I just don't want P. I, sorry, on the, on the first one, unfortunately, I, I think Napoli as well. Um, I'd like Real Sociedad to get through because I don't want PSG and the money winning anything. Um, so my, my, my heart's talking rather than my head. If we're looking at Inter Atletico, that's got two nil nils written all over it. But, yeah, uh, go on, Sal. Sorry, Sam. I'd, I'd got to go. I'd have to go into Milan. Yeah, mm. me too. I, I think Inter will go through there. We got three on there. Eindhoven, Dortmund. I think we'll all be in agreement that probably Dortmund go through. Yeah, you think so? No, I think I. No, I do think Dortmund first. <laughs> Dortmund will go through, mate. Yeah. Lazio and the diving uh, band of merry men, Bayern Munich. Um, I'd probably say Bayern Munich in that one, guys. I think we'd all say Bayern Munich, and I'll I'll save you a bit of time on the City Copenhagen one as well. There's only one winner there, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, probably. Although Copenhagen's quite an intimidating place to go to, and you know, they've only got about fifty. What's that? Lazio Bayern. Yeah, go on, go on. You can have a go. I want Lazio to win. I want Lazio to beat Bayern Munich all day long. Yeah, but who do you think will win? Not who do you want to win? Uh, Lazio. Okay, so we're, we've got two trips to Italy, possibly. Uh, Man City, uh, Copenhagen, it's probably going to be City. Although, you know what? Man City are quite infallible at the minute. And, you know, Copenhagen, they've given some... They gave Dortmund a run for the money. And wasn't it United? Was it Dortmund that they had to play? No, it was Bayern Munich, United. And who was the third team in that group? Oh, I don't know. I tell oh, Copenhagen. Who's the one that dropped out? So they gave people a run for the money. And then we got Leipzig, which was the team I wouldn't mind us going to to be away at. Uh, Leipzig, Real Madrid. I think Real Madrid, don't you guys? I think Leipzig could surprise them one here. I, I think they're a lot of... I, I wouldn't want to underestimate them, that's for sure. And they're a good side. But the form Bellingham's in at Madrid at the minute, I think, yeah, you couldn't see anything other than a Madrid win. I saw the performance the other night, Ferg. And I think that City will have to be bang on top of their game, which they're not on the moment, to um to, to beat them. But I think they'll get through probably City. And then the last one, what was the last one again? Uh, Leipzig, Madrid. 
I think Real will be too strong for Leipzig. And before we move on, Leanne, too right I want payback. Too right I want payback, let me tell you. Okay. Um, and then finally, uh, last game of the, well, last game before Christmas, last, last game of the year, I nearly tripped up again. Last game of the year uh, is a Christmas trip uh, the day before Christmas Eve to Liverpool away. I'm not going, Dale. I don't think you're going, but what, uh, Trev, you are going. Um, what's your thoughts on the game? Liverpool, I know Trev uh, touched on it earlier. Liverpool probably look like our hardest opponents uh, in the league at the minute. Um, but Liverpool, if I do think Man United had a, had a plan against them, and Man United almost played against them like Luton Town would have. And they just sat back and absorbed, absorbed, absorbed. And they're very, very pragmatic in the team. They're not a very dynamic team in Man United, regardless of the players they've got. And United, uh, Liverpool just could not break down United. My fear is we'll go and play football against them, and then there'll be a match. And then that's when we possibly could get found out. What's your thoughts, Joe? Um, let's not take anything for granted. Liverpool, are, they're a hell of a team. They've gone, everyone's been talking about the start of the season, about Man City, about Arsenal even, which is nice to see. Um, but Liverpool, I think that everyone's talking, like Gary Neville came up with a comment today saying uh, Arsenal are the only competition to Man City this year. I think it's uh, uh, Liverpool the only competition to Arsenal this year. I wouldn't put Man City in it the way they've been playing. I really do. Um our record at Anfield isn't great. Even last year when we were playing the best football we've been playing um, and they were playing the worst football we've been playing for for some time, we, we were 2-0 up, drew 2-0 and I think Salah missed the penalty as well, didn't he? Which would have put them 3-2 up. Um, it's never an easy place to go. The question I would ask a lot of people now, which people have been asking me, is would you take a draw now? And that's uh, that's uh, the answer is, I never say the answer that is yes, um, would I? But the reality is it's a very, very difficult place to go. We're playing very good football at the moment. If we try and play football with Liverpool, teams that play football against them bring the best out of them. Man United didn't play any football for those that watched the game yesterday. They were poor. They were so, so bad. Um, and I think that they kind of nullified Liverpool. Liverpool didn't really know how to deal with a very poor Man United side. I don't... Uh, I, I, I wouldn't want to call the game. I think it's a very, very tough game who either team could win it. Trev? Mm. I have a little bit of a different view, you know. I have a little bit of a different view. I think that if it, it, we have nothing to fear from Liverpool if we play our best, and we absolutely have nothing to fear from Liverpool if they play like they did against Manchester United. I think that that's a bit unfair on Man United, Dale, saying that they played really poorly. I, I thought that Man United played the way they had to play to get something out of the game against a better side. I think the Man United refused. They refused to press Liverpool. They sat deep all the time and let Liverpool come at them. They they refused to give Liverpool space behind them to run into. Say so, no, that's what Salah and Co like to do, and they got away with it. Man United, they got away with it, and and they needed that badly. Now, with our defence against Liverpool, we can afford to play a different way, and we need to go to Liverpool exactly right in what you said, Dale, and play our game because last year. For the first 20 minutes, we played probably the best football I've seen an Arsenal team play in many years. We were absolutely fantastic. And then we got 2-0 up. And my, my chain of thought is that we got 2-0 up and our lads thought, blimey, we're winning 2-0 at Liverpool, you know. Let's ease off and protect this. And that's the worst thing you can do because 
after that, Liverpool were at us and we were lucky to come away with a draw, you know. Um, but I don't fear the trip like I used to. I don't worry about the trip like I used to because I know that if we play well, we'll come away with something. If we don't and play it's, well, it's, we'll get beaten, you know. It's vitally important, as you said at the very start of the season, that we got the Northwest. We won at Everton. We've beaten Man City at ours. We've beaten United at ours. That we go up in the Northwest and win the majority, or if not all, our games in the Northwest. Because, as Lyle says in here, to, if we want to win the league, we need to win at Anfield. All the best Arsenal sides have got up there. Well, do you know what, Fergus? You you know how much I believe in that. What you've just said. Mm. You know. Excuse me, I'm coughing, but. And, and mate, you've you've nailed it there. You play them four Northwest teams, you know, the two Manchester teams and the two Liverpool teams. You know, there's 24 points there. If you can come away from the eight from from the eight games with more or half of them points, you know, then you're you're going to be a right up there in the league because that's where the league is won and lost. You know. And, and and you've got the added fact, factor that most referees come from the northwest as well, so they've got allegiances to clubs up there. Not that we'd ever insinuate that anything's corrupt or wrong with um, mate, the PGMOL or the Premier League. Mate, can we dwell on that for a minute? Yeah, go on, go on. Yeah, can we dwell on that for a minute because that 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 is you know that gets my back up a little bit. Oh, Arsenal under twenty ones have equalised. Um, in that they say that, that yeah, that ref comes from Liverpool. But, you know, he don't support, he, he supports Liverpool, but, you know, he don't support anyone else. Well, if Liverpool can win the league and they give that ref Manchester City v Arsenal, right? But he supports Liverpool, but the Manchester City Arsenal game will affect Liverpool's league position. How's he going to be thinking while he's refing? I know that if, if I was a referee and I support the Arsenal and I'm refing a game between. Um, Liverpool and Everton, but if Liverpool win, they're going to catch Arsenal. What am I going to be thinking in my head? I, I love my Arsenal. I don't want Liverpool to win this. I'm not casting aspersions because I wouldn't dare do that or accusations. But I'm just putting a little thought out there. You know what I mean? You, you, you'd like to think that a professional and they can uh, take their club allegiances away from like the professional job, but it's bloody hard when we know what it's like as football fans and passionate football fans that we are, these people are part of the game. So they understand the game as well. So it's got to be hard to watch that. Del, any final comments on that? Because we're going to go to close after that. Yeah, I think it's very, it's a very deep rabbit hole, depending on how far you want to go into it. There's a, co there's a comment Lyle made earlier. Now, I don't like throwing the word corruption around, but going back to the Arteta accusations where you're cleared off recently, there was one of the accusations where they said... It's Grace, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that was brilliant by the way we need to touch on that but um, there was one of the things one of the punishments said he should have got a harsher punishment because of who he is and the position he holds um, and the influence he has well uh, exactly this one um, I think Lyle's there, there is no doubt in my mind at all there is some bias there in some way shape or form you punish the crime you do not punish the person so if regardless of what the crime is or it may or may not be you cannot give somebody uh, a higher punishment because of who they are and the club they're at. It doesn't make any sense. I understand in a court of law when you're talking criminal activity, but we're not talking criminal activity here. We're talking the rules of a game of football. Yet for them to come out and say that was, for me, a disgrace. Not disgrace here. That's a disgrace because he should not be treated any differently to anybody else. 
let's not forget that where was the investigation into deserving? Didn't he criticise the referees, saying he hates seventy percent of the referees? Nothing was said about that. We are Asian treated differently. Yeah, we are one hundred percent treated differently. One hundred percent, and I do believe there is an anti-Arsenal agenda out there. Now, Lyle's comment said there's a, an anti-Arsenal agenda in the media, the PGMOL and the FA. We need to close ranks and get behind our boys and the manager. Um, is it uh, an agenda against Arsenal? Is it um, a dislike because of, as we talked about, their individuals and their, their, their people and their passionate about their clubs and they don't like that Arteta is so passionate the way he is? The Zerbi is quite, quite as open and honest in speaking as Arteta is. But he uses a different tone and language. Like, even when he came along and said, I dislike 80%, nobody was going to argue with him. Where, I don't know, it, Trev, do you think do you think it could be down to the way personalities express themselves? No, I think that it's, I think that it's just down to the reputation. And well, the, it, it, the, the, I split the media and the referees. The media love to have a pop at Arsenal because they know it will get them clicks and it will get them reads, right? And, and so they love to have something. If they haven't got something on the Arsenal, they'll often invent something on the Arsenal, you know. Whereas the referees and, and the officials, that they they get Arsenal in their head and they get an opinion. Like, prime example is yesterday when Arteta was booked for waving his hands, right? The referee saw Arteta waving his hands and did not for a second think or look at the bigger picture. He saw Arteta waving his hands. Oh, that's Arteta. I'll book him because he's a wrong one. You know, that's how they think. You know, and then I've got this Mike Dean bloke who uncancelled my Sky subscription. I have over this Mike Dean thing. I've got to listen to him telling me that they're right every time. You know, and I looked, I watched some foreign TV station the other day and they had an ex English ref on there saying that the refs are, are correct all the time. Well, the fact is, they're not. There's not. I don't know if it's an anti-Arsenal agenda, but it certainly feels like it. And part of Arteta getting off with them charges was that our fine defence team said, look, these are the charges against Arteta. This is what other managers have done in the past, exactly the same, and you've not charged them. And you've, mm -hmm. you've, you've not even questioned them. You, it's just the only way away you'd go. So why, why is Arteta being treated differently? And they didn't have an answer. I didn't have an answer, mate. No, I know. Listen, the, the one of the worst that I um I don't like in the in in the media is is this fella, Jamie O'Hara. I just think he's 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 absolutely shocking. And the fact that we brought him on uh, tonight is, is is just you know. I ain't uh, having it. I ain't having it. Can we just have literally? But, but, but hang on, hang on, hang, hang on, Del, Jamie. Sorry, Del. Um, at least he gets into the Christmas spirit, eh? <laughs> oh, I'm going to learn never to stick to Christmas or anything on that group ever again. Leave yourself wide open, Dal. You know I. Oh uh, yeah, you're right. I do. Yeah, it's a good job yeah. I didn't send you the ones from yesterday. Oh, in fact, I did. Uh, yeah, they they stay the, away. The ones you sent to those ladies in Hindov, and I didn't. I didn't use them. <laughs> I never sent America. No, but, uh, Jamie O'Hara, right? Been talking about Jamie O'Hara for a minute context right it's all about the context with him i laugh at him now it's it's embarrassing what he says and i, I don't take i don't take i don't get the ump with it at all what jamie o'ara says now because we all know he's talking absolute crap it's funny it's funny and the fact that talk sport paying money to talk that rubbish is 
I'm embarrassed for Jamie O'Hara and I'm embarrassed for TalkSport. And to be honest, I'm not embarrassed by Dal because Dal's a top lad. Listen, um, it's been wonderful. Dal, um, fantastic having you on. I know we took the piss out of you a little bit um, and I've deleted the picture of, um, of Dan. I should put it up because he's working that hard. He probably looks like that right now at the minute. Um, but we're all going on a road trip. And you know what happens on a road trip? Um, Terry will probably be watching us and uh, he'll remember. You get Catherine Jenkins, especially when he's driving, but I'm driving. So we'll allow Trevor to sing along to this one. From the Cali to the cross, and every shit's all in between. Past the church, the mosque, the crack den, heading off beyond the corner. See the brasses from the brothel, pretends to be a sauna. Watch the bedlam in the bookies, see the winners and the losers. Seeking solace from their sorrow in the local battle cruisers. Through the madness in the market, where with faces turn to green. Hello, governor, as you are. from our trip to St. Gallen, Zurich, uh, from Italy through to um, the Swiss Alps, up up, up to uh, St. Gallen. We'll be doing something similar, but we're going down south from Vigo in Spain uh, for about an hour and a half. It's a slightly shorter shorter journey down to Porto. Uh, How just, long was that um, drive, though? Uh, it was about, about four hours, was it? Five, four or five hours, yeah, yeah. four or five hours. We drove the whole length of Switzerland, didn't we? It was a great trip. It was an amazing trip. It's, they're what you make it, you know. And uh, yeah, it was a great trip. But we can't go yet, folk, mate. Oh, you might be about to do it. I don't know, mate. But we've got to do the. Uh, I'm interested to see the predictions for the game this Saturday because. Oh, shit. I'm trying to avoid that. <laughs> what, mate? I was trying to avoid that. <laughs> oh, come on. It's interesting. So many people are looking at this game differently this weekend, you know. I'll go first if you want. I think that we're going to let a goal in, but we're going to score three. I think we're going to win 3-1. Oof. I think it'll be a bit tighter. I, my, my, I'm i thinking 2-2, but 3-2? Trolls is banned from the podcast. Trolls, you're banned, son. <laughs> Done. <laughs> I'd uh, replicate what Ferg said. I said uh, in my head, I was saying two all along, but I think if we... If we have an on-day, day off, an off-day, then I'll go 3-2. We have to be at the top, 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 top of our game and hope that Liverpool just, you know, that famous atmosphere, which is piped in, which we all know, and Sky TV manipulate whatever way they want. Ignore what you hear on telly. It doesn't sound like that in real life. Honestly, it doesn't sound like that. 
buy me James. Go on, mate. That's it. Love that. But right, listen, listen, uh, we've... listen, Ferg, you make a very interesting point there, right? So if Liverpool play to their very best on Saturday, but Arsenal also play to their very best on Saturday, so we have a blinder of a game to watch, who wins? 3-2 Arsenal. There you I go. We're just that bit better. There you go. I agree. Right. Thank you very much for watching Guns and the Yellow Ribbons, Dell. Thank you for joining us. Looking forward to our away trip. Uh, we'll have you on it again more. Um, you know, it's nice to have a media uh, trained person on here. You know, with all your time on Talk Sport, it's uh, just re really good to see it uh, like transposing into this amateur podcast. But thanks very much, mate. Really appreciate it. Wait a minute, Trev. Dell, listen, you, you got these. Uh, your first European away was fantastic. You nailed it. But next time, can you ask your missus to give you some money, please, so you can buy some beer? Because that's yeah. hard, you know what I mean? <laughs> I can take Jamie O'Hara, but I ain't having that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what I didn't do. I'm looking for it on here, actually. Normally, I have a festive. We'll have to have it. Um, right, the next one. We are the 23rd of Saturday. Um, it's Christmas Day on Monday. We will not be doing a podcast on Christmas Day because I'll be cooking for loads of people. Um, and I'm hopefully going to be pissed if I can have a few beers. Um, I'm thinking probably Tuesday or, or Tuesday is difficult. I've got an airport run. So Wednesday, the 27th, all uh, working well for everybody else. We'll uh, confirm it on Twitter and uh, Facebook and everywhere else. But I'm thinking that sort of time, um, we'll, we'll see you all. Do we? We play on the... Yes, we play on the 28th against West Ham. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. But from all of us at Guns and the Yellow Ribbons, from Hilsey, from me, from Dell, from um, from Alex and from Dan uh, and everybody else who's featured on here, including uh, Albert JTV, um, Merry Christmas to everybody. I hope you have a really happy, healthy and wonderful Christmas and get everything you wish for. Uh, for in there, not for, not for there. It's all about in here for me. Up the arsehole, fuck the Spurs. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too. Up the Arsenal.